The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. This is the London Visited podcast on your favorite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history, and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here, or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve, and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go for our fourth and final part of our look at the whole River Thames. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are so many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. There are several water sports prevalent on the River Thames, with many clubs encouraging participation and organising racing and inter-club competitions. The Thames is the historic heartland of rowing in the UK. There are over 200 clubs on the river and over 8,000 members of the British Rowing Society, over 40% of its membership. Most towns and districts of any size on the river have at least one club. Internationally attended centres are Oxford, Henley-on-Thames and events and clubs on the stretch of river from Chiswick to Putney. Two rowing events on the River Thames are traditionally part of the wider English sporting calendar. The University Boat Race between Oxford and Cambridge takes place in late March or early April on the championship course between Putney and Mortlake in the west of London. The Henry Royal Regatta takes place over five days at the start of July in the upstream town of Henley-upon-Thames. Besides its sporting significance, the regatta is an important date on the English social calendar, alongside events like Royal Ascot and Wimbledon. Other significant or historic rowing events on the Thames include the Head of River Race and the Women's Eight Head of River Race. Schools Head, Veterans Head, Scullers Head, Fours Head and the Pairs Head on the Championship course. The Wingfield Skulls on the same course, Single Sculling Championship. Doggett's Coat and Badge for Apprenticeship Waterman of London one of the oldest sporting events in the world. Henley Women's Regatta, the Henley Boat Races, currently for the lightweight men's and women's crews of the Oxford and Cambridge Universities. The Oxford University Bumping Races, known as the Eight Week and Torpids. Other regattas, heads of races and university bumping races are also held along the Thames. Sailing is practiced on both the tidal and non-tidal reaches of the river. The highest club upstream is at Oxford. The most popular sailing craft used on the Thames are lasers. GP14s and Wayfarers. One sailing boat unique to the Thames is the Thames Raider, which is sailed around Ravens 8. Skiffing has dwindled in favour of private motorboat ownership, but is competed on the river in the summer months. 
Six clubs and a similar number of skiff regattas exist from the skiff club Teddington upstream. Unlike pleasure punting, common in the Cherwell in Oxford and the Cam in Cambridge, punting on the Thames is competitive as well as recreational and uses narrower craft, typically based at the few skiff clubs. Kayaking and canoeing are common, with sea kayakers using the tidal stretch for touring. Kayakers and canoeists use the tidal and non-tidal sections for training, racing and trips. Whitewater playboaters and slalom paddlers are catered for at weirs, like those at the Hurley Lock, Sunbury Lock and Bolters Lock. At Teddington, just before the tidal section of the river starts, is the Royal Canoe Club, said to be the oldest in the world and founded in 1866. Since 1950, almost every year at Easter, long-distance canoeists have been competing in what is now known as the Devices to Westminster International Canoe Race, which follows the course of the Kennet and Avon Canal, joins the River Thames at Reading and runs right up to the grand finish of Westminster Bridge. In 2006, British swimmer and environmental campaign Lewis Pugh became the first person to swim the full length of the Thames, from outside Kimble to Southend-on-Sea, to draw attention to the severe drought in England, which saw record temperatures indicative of a degree of global warming. The 202 miles, 325 kilometre swim took him 21 days to complete. The official headwater of the river had stopped flowing due to the drought, forcing Pugh to run the first 26 miles. Since June 2012, the Port of London Authority has made a bylaw which it enforces that bans swimming between Putney Bridge and Crossneys, Thamesmead, thus including all of central London, without obtaining prior permission, on the grounds that swimmers in the area of the river endanger not only themselves due to the strong current of the river, but also other river users. Organised swimming events take place at various points generally upstream of Hampton Court, including Windsor, Marlow and Henley. In 2011, comedian David Williams swam the 140 miles from Leechlade to Westminster Bridge and raised over £1 million for charity. In non-tidal stretches, swimming was, and still is, a leisure and fitness activity among experienced swimmers where safe, deeper outer channels are used in times of low stream. The Thames Meander is a long-distance journey over all or part of the Thames by running, swimming or using any of the above means. It is often carried out as an athletic challenge in a competition or for a record attempt. The River Thames has been the subject for artists, great and minor, over the centuries. Four major artists with works based on the Thames are Canaletto, J.M.W. Turner, Claude Monet and James Abbott McNeil Whistler. The 20th century British artist Stanley Spencer produced many works at Cookham. John Corfman's sculpture, The Diver, Regeneration, is sited in the Thames near Raynham. The river and bridges are portrayed as being destroyed, together with much of London, in the film Independence Day 2. The Thames is mentioned in many works of literature, including novels, diaries and poetry. It is the central theme in three in particular. Three Men in a Boat by Jerome K. Jerome, first published in 1887, is a humorous account of a boating holiday on the Thames between Kingston and Oxford. The book was intended initially to be a serious travel guide, with accounts of local history of places along the route, but the humorous elements eventually took over. The landscape and the features of the Thames, as described by Jerome, are virtually unchanged, and the book's enduring popularity has meant that it has never been out of print since it was first published. Charles Dickens, Our Mutual Friend, written in the years 1864 to 1865, describes the river in a grimmer light. It begins with a scavenger and his daughter pulling a dead man from the river near London Bridge to salvage what the body might have had in its pockets and leads to its conclusion with the deaths and the villains drowned in plush water lock upstream.
the workings of the river and the influence of the tides are described with great accuracy. Dickens opens the novel with this sketch of a river and the people who work on it. In these times of ours, though concerning the exact year, there is no need to be precise. A boat of dirty and disreputable appearance, with two figures in it, floated on the Thames between Southwark Bridge, which is of iron, and London Bridge, which is of stone, as an autumn evening was closing in. The figures in this boat were those of a strong man with rugged, grizzled hair and a sun-brown face, and a girl of nineteen or twenty. The girl rowed, pulling a pair of skulls very easily, the man with the rudderless line slack in his hands, and his hands loose in his waistband, kept an eager lookout. Kenneth Green's The Wind in the Willows, written in 1908, is set in the middle to upper reaches of the river. It starts as a tale of characters simply messing about in boats, but develops into a more complex story combining elements of mysticism with adventure and reflection on Edwardian society. It is generally considered to be one of the most beloved works of children's literature, and the illustrations by E. H. Shepherd and Arthur Rackman feature the Thames and its surroundings. The river most inevitably features in many books set in London. Most of Dickens' other novels include some aspect of the Thames. Oliver Twist finishes in the slums and rookeries along the South Bank. The Sherlock Holmes stories by Arthur Conan Doyle often visit riverside parts, as in The Sign of Four. In The Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, the serenity of the contemporary Thames is contrasted with the savagery of the Congo River, and the wilderness of the Thames as it would have appeared to a Roman soldier posted to Britannia 2,000 years before. Conrad also gives a description of the approach to London from the Thames estuary in his essays The Mirror of the Sea from 1906. Upriver, Henry James' portrait of a lady uses a large riverside mansion on the Thames as one of its key settings. Literary non-fiction works include Samuel Pepys's diary, in which he recorded many events relating to the Thames, including the Fire of London. He was disturbed by writing it in June 1667 by the sound of gunfire as Dutch warships broke through the Royal Navy on the Thames. In poetry, William Wordsworth's sonnet on Westminster Bridge closes with the lines Never saw I, never felt, a calm so deep. The river glideth at its own sweet will. Dear God, the very houses seem asleep, and all that mighty heart is lying still. The water music composed by George Frederick Handel premiered on the 17th of July 1717, when King George I requested a concert on the River Thames. The concert was performed for King George I on his barge, and he is said to have enjoyed it so much that he ordered the 50 exhausted musicians to play the suites three times on the trip. The song, Old Father Thames, was recorded by Peter Dawson at Abbey Road Studios in 1933 and by Gracie Fields five years later. Jesse Matthews sings My River in the 1938 film Sailing Along, and the tune is the centrepiece of a major dance number near the end of the film. The Sex Pistols played a concert on the Queen Elizabeth Riverboat on the 7th of June 1977, the Queen's Silver Jubilee year, while sailing down the river. The choral line, liaised live by the river, in the song London Calling by The Clash, refers to the River Thames. Two songs by the Kinks feature the Thames as the setting of the first song's title and for the second song, arguably in its mention of the river, Waterloo Sunset is about a couple's meetings on Waterloo Bridge, London. The 1928 Thames flood was a disastrous flood of the River Thames that affected much of the riverside in London on the 7th of January 1928, as well as places further down river. 14 people were drowned in London and thousands were made homeless when the floodwaters poured over the top of the Thames embankment 
and part of the Chelsea embankment collapsed. It was the last major flood to affect central London and, particularly following the disastrous North Sea flood of 1953, helped lead to the implementation of a new flood control measures that culminated in the construction of the Thames Barrier in the 1970s. The 1947 Thames flood was overall the worst 20th century flood of the River Thames, affecting much of the Thames Valley as well as elsewhere in England during the middle of March 1947 after a very severe winter. The floods were caused by 4.6 inches 120 millimeters of rainfall, including snow. On the night of the 31st of January, the North Sea flood of 1953 devastated Canvey Island, taking the lives of 58 islanders and led to the temporary evacuation of the 13,000 residents. Canvey is consequently protected by modern sea defences, comprising of 15 miles of concrete seawall. Many of the victims were in holiday bungalows on the eastern Newlands estate and perished as the water reached seeding level. The small village area of the island is approximately two feet above sea level and consequently escaped the effects of the flood. So, I hope you've enjoyed our four-part look at the River Thames. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any other places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk or via our social media. It's that easy. Thanks so much for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our series on this podcast and we'll see you soon on the next podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.